Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. This is AppSats Radio, help for partners after sexual betrayal. We talk about it here. Betrayal trauma. We are AppSats certified clinical partner specialists and coaches who have been trained to help navigate you through this crisis. There is nothing we won't talk about. Sometimes listeners want to know about triggers. I'm dealing with the aftermath of my husband's affairs, and he still works the same job that he did when he was acting out. It's a job that allows him to hide his goings-on and one that he stated was the previous trigger for his acting out. The whole 16 and a half years we've been together, he's acted out. In the beginning, what I thought it was was just pornography. Um, It ended up being, I found out two and a half years ago, he had been with multiple prostitutes. I only found out a very small portion of that until about a month ago. How do you cope with all of that when you still have to deal with unavoidable triggers? Well, of course you would feel traumatized by hearing all that information. And I got to tell you, Stephanie, that's a staggered disclosure. That's finding out little bits and pieces about your husband's behavior throughout a time period, making you feel insecure, unsure, and unsafe. So what we got to do is set up a situation whereby you get with a specialist to do a formal disclosure so you can hear everything at one time in a safe environment. Hi there. I'm Carol Jurgensen Sheets, a.k.a. Carol the Coach, and I am so happy to be with you and Betrayal Recovery Radio, sponsored by APSAP, the organization that trains clinicians and coaches to know exactly what to do to get you through this crisis and to get you through the healing that you're going to need more than likely to accomplish because there's no worse pain than this type of betrayal. It is something that very clearly can rock your world and shake you up from the top down and the bottom up. And and it takes a trained specialist to know how to navigate through sexual addiction and help you to feel safe and secure. And that is what is so important, is that you figure out a way to feel safe and secure. You know, the that the AppSats method is one in which we look at your life in three phases or stages. The first, how do you become safe and stable? You know, what do we need to do to keep you physically safe, emotionally safe, um, sexually safe, spiritually safe? We want you to get to the right people to help you because sometimes There are coaches and clinicians that if they have not been trained in sexual addiction and partner betrayal, they won't know what they don't know. And they may end up giving you some bad advice. We've had clinicians and pastors alike that have said, well, if you had more sex with your husband, maybe he wouldn't have done this. And we know that sexual addiction is not about the amount 
the frequency, the intensity of your sex life, it's about a compulsion that grabs, uh, grabbed your husband or wife, for that matter, and took them down a dark road that they didn't know how to get out of. You know, what we also know is that you didn't know about this. You didn't know what was going on. Addict, unbelievably skilled at lying. That's part of the addiction. I'm not saying that the man or woman that you love who's an addict um, is a bad person, but I am saying that they've done some bad things. And interestingly enough, I have the same that goes, you know, it's the addict that carries the shame, but it's the partner that carries the pain. And what I mean by that is that once an addict gets into recovery, they hate themselves. There's a lot of self-loathing. They don't know um, how they're ever going to come out of this deep, dark hole. And that's why they need a skilled therapist. They need somebody who can help them with sexual addiction per se. And if you go to www.sash.org, you'll find um, trained and skilled clinicians who will help you um, with sex addiction. And if you go to ITAP, that's Patrick Carnes Group. That's what I do. I'm a, a CSAT. They're certified sexual addiction therapists. And that's great. But not everybody has been trained appropriately or, or um, has the skills needed to get a partner through her pain. And I, I might have said this to you before, but, you know, I would work with the addicts and they'd get to feeling better and they'd develop support and they were amazing. They finally had broken free from a chain that bound them. Now, that takes several, several years to really get into full-fledged recovery and, and move away from. But they felt such relief because they had felt so bad for so long. And then their wives would come in or their, or their husbands, depending on who the betrayed partner was, and they would be on fire. I mean, they would be traumatized. They hadn't slept. They couldn't eat, or that's all they did was eat. They were self-soothing. They were drinking more than they should. They were shaking, trembling. They were having heart palpitations. They thought they were having heart attacks. They were trying to function for the sake of their family. They were hiding it from everybody because they didn't know who to talk to. And as a result, they were living a lie, even though they had just found out about their husband. It wasn't safe to know who to talk to. Now, that I need training with an organization that gets this trauma. This is trauma. And trauma is really when the body has kept score of such tremendous um, danger that one can't relax. They're hypervigilant, you know. Partners will, won't be able to feel safety. I'm really excited today because I have Dr. Crystal Hollenbeck on, and she provides individual, group, couples, 
work. She does intensives for um, the betrayed. She has made it her mission to help partners get healthy. And she has uh, this work she calls Relationship Betrayal Trauma Recovery. And she knows that that is essential for a person to heal from the wounds of being betrayed by their spouse or intimate partner. Now, she also knows that you don't know what to do when you find out when a discovery has occurred. That's what we call when you finally figure out that your spouse has been cheating. It's called a discovery, and it is overwhelming, very confusing. Um, You don't know what's real. And so Dr. Crystal Hollenbeck is going to be talking about how to help individuals and the coupleship, if you're still together, to heal from the wounds of this relationship betrayal. Uh, She works out of Florida. She has a couple offices. And she wants partners to understand what they can do from discovering their spouse's secret betrayal to recognizing what are the expectations partners should have when seeking professional help. And, you know, that is oftentimes what so many of my clients that finally figure out uh, that they need a specialist, they say, you know, what I know is that I didn't know anything. I didn't know where to turn. I didn't know whether I should talk to my church. I didn't know um, if I could trust my friends. I just didn't know what I needed to know. And, you know, at Access, what we can do is set up a variety of tests to help to determine how much trauma do you have? Did you have trauma prior to? your husband's or wife's discovery, you know, uh, what are your family origin issues? How much stress has this caused? And so not only do we provide accurate coaching and counseling, but we have measurement tools that will help you to see when you're getting better. So I am excited that this is unfortunately a new field but a field that we're getting to design and develop. And that's with your help. We're always asking our clients to take surveys, to let us know how they're feeling, to let us know how they found us, to let us know what they need. And you and I both know that oftentimes you don't know what you need. You're so shell-shocked. You know, what you need is to not have ever experienced this before. And so it can get very, very difficult um, to do this on your own. And and just in the same way as Patrick Carnes teaches addicts that they won't get healthy if they're trying to do this on their own, they need a whole committee, a support group. They need a whole host of tools to work with, recovery tools that will keep their impulses and urges and cravings in check, well, you need a support group too. And that's why 
we have started this radio show. It's specifically dedicated to you. You can tune in every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and get more information that will help to guide you to the right people, the right projects, the right books, the right places that are partner-sensitive. Because as far as we're concerned, you're our client. You deserve to help get the help you need. And what we also believe in is if you decide to stay, we want to help you to determine who is good with working in the coupleship that will respect your boundaries and your expectations and still help the two of you to heal from this horrible, horrible partner betrayal. Now, you heard me say that the saying that I go by is it's the addict in recovery that carries the shame, but it's the partner who carries the pain. And what I've discovered since I created that quote is that unfortunately a lot of you may feel shame too. There's a part of you that because you didn't know who to talk to, you felt shame, like you weren't doing enough. You felt bad about yours. Part of you that wonders, should you have left? If you haven't left, you feel shame because you wonder why you didn't leave, how you could have settled for this, why did you put up with it. There's a part of you that maybe has left, and you feel shame, like you didn't work hard enough on the coupleship. And so what I really know to be true is that everybody in this situation feels shame and pain. And the difference between shame and guilt is that shame is when you feel that you're a bad person. And guilt is when you feel bad about something. And I know that having gone through this has hit you hard. But you need to get with a specialist if in any way there is much self-loathing, if you're blaming yourself, or if you are feeling shame. Because we don't want you to feel bad about who you are. And that is one of our absolute requirements in working with a partner is you want to help them to feel good about themselves again. And Dr. Crystal Hollenbeck is a specialist who's going to be helping us today to discover what is it that you need to know about yourself, about the coupleship, about this betrayal, and about the treatment that can make it better. So, Dr. Crystal, welcome to the show. Hello. Good afternoon, Carol. It's so nice to speak with you. Well, and you too, because obviously you're an expert that so many of us have relied on in terms of resources for the community of partners and this partner betrayal. And and I just want to ask you some basic questions so that questions that a lot of the partners come in talking to me about. And I'd like to pick your brain a little bit and see what you think about partner betrayal. Are you game for that? Absolutely. Okay. First of all, 
Dr. Hall. In fact, tell us a little bit about you, where you practice, why you decided to go into this practice, and what you offer. Well, I'm located in Orlando, Florida, and I have an office in Orlando and Tampa. And when I was an intern, I was seeing a lot of couples. And I started to realize that there were a lot of sexual issues uh, that I just wasn't equipped to help them with. And so I started off by getting um, a sex therapy certification. So I'm actually an ASEX certified sex therapist. And then I also realized that that wasn't meeting the needs, that there were issues that were happening that that did not train me for. And so I went on and got certified as a sex addiction therapist under Dr. Carnes that you were referring to earlier um, so that I could treat all issues sexually, including sexual abuse, sex addiction, sexual disorders. In doing that treatment, I realized that Uh, There's a dynamic that happens with the person who's an addict, and that can be either the husband or wife. They need specific treatment. The partner needs specific treatment because they are traumatized. Um, And then the couple also needs treatment. So I also have certification to treat the couple as well. Um, I'm a certified hope and freedom practitioner. So in doing that, I treat a lot of trauma. I'm an EMDR certified therapist, so I offer intensives to treat the addict, the partner, and the couple. Um, The focus of the partner treatment is really on that trauma recovery. It just impacts your whole person. Um, And so I was so excited to see uh, APSAT develop and so excited to be a part of this community and hold the certification to be able to help partners when they're betrayed. Absolutely. They've made it their mission to do this specifically for the partner, but they also want to work with the coupleship if that's what the partner wants help with. So we are so happy to have you as a part of our organization, and it sounds like you've got that EMDR training, as do I, for trauma, and you understand healthy sexuality. That's why you've been accredited um, as a sex educator and counselor. Um, what moved you into this specifically? Just realizing that I was getting so many couples that were being referred to me. And um, it's so rewarding to get people who, you know, there wasn't a lot of help. Um, available and there's like you were just talking about a few minutes ago there's so much shame associated um, to sex addiction issues Um, it affects you spiritually mentally physically emotionally it's humiliating people don't understand it Um, we're doing a lot better now in educating I think the public is being educated more I know our professional affiliations are starting to recognize it more and so just being able to acknowledge this is a real problem it's a real issue and there really is help there really is help for people that are hurting and ashamed Um, if you are suffering with something today or you know somebody or love somebody who is There are professionals that can help. Your marriage can heal. You can heal individually. And even if you choose to lose your marriage or uh, to end your marriage, that's okay too. That might be the healthiest choice for you. 
and uh, we are able mm-hmm. to help you to be able to heal and go forward um, as well. So just being able to help the person um, around this sex addiction issue and specifically the betrayal trauma, um, Access also recommends or recognizes that the person who's struggling with the sex addiction has some trauma healing to do as well. So that's one of the things that I love about this organization is um, they're not just focused on the partner and the couple healing, but they're also supportive of the sex addict himself or the person who's betrayed the partner getting their help and healing as well. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, one of the things that I really um, admire in the people that come to us is that they've done their homework. They've researched us. They've been to appsats.org. They see that this is really an organization that can help them. So now let me just ask you something, because I get a lot of women that just like um, in drug or alcohol abuse where they say, is marijuana a precursor for heroin and meth use? Do you believe that pornography use um, is the gateway for other Uh, types of sexual acting out? I can't really say that pornography is what catapults other acting out. I do think the Internet has created an increased uh, anonymity for people to engage in other activities. But what we do see that's very common with sex addiction is not all sex addiction issues include porn use. But what we do see with sex addiction is whatever you're doing that is secret, that is sexual betrayal, what we see is what we call an increased tolerance in the activity. So we might see people who start out just masturbating to porn, watching porn. All of a sudden, that's not enough. They're going to start increasing their use, maybe go to live videos. Maybe the live videos takes them to escorts and prostitution. Maybe that then leads to affairs with real people. So we definitely see in sex addiction that just doing porn usually never just is sustained um, in one place. Escalation takes place because there's not enough, um, the, the tolerance there for it. So you're used to watching this, and then pretty soon you become numb to it. So then you need more for stimulation and more. Just like you were talking about, an alcoholic may start off occasionally drinking on the weekend. Then they start drinking on the weekdays after work for stress relief. Then pretty soon they're drinking till they fall asleep at night. So it's that same increased tolerance that we see take place in the brain um, with sexual activities as well. Right, and that really only affects a certain portion of the population. You and I would never want to say that happens for everybody. Uh, what we're recognizing it within brain science is that there is a predisposition in some people's mm-hmm. chemistry towards addiction in general, to that increase in urges and cravings and compulsions. So this really is a brain science problem, isn't it? You know, it really is. The The first thing that I tell all people that come in to me is, as we're starting to get educated on sex addiction itself, is understanding it is a complex issue. 
So a lot of people will come in and they have a predisposition because family, they have a family history of addiction. We also will notice oftentimes, not all the time, but a lot of times there are, is some trauma in their childhood or some dysfunction during their developmental years. Um, they use addiction as a coping mechanism. We see that they've tried to, you know, a lot of people that come in with uh, sex addiction, they're um, really people of good standing and strong faith, and they've tried to stop on their own, and they're not able to. It's really complex. It's a brain issue. It's an environmental issue. It can be a genetic uh, component to it. There's so many parts to it, which is why you, most people have to have professional help um, in order to be sober and get healing because you also need a support system. The shame you were talking about earlier, the shame of it keeps you isolated. Um, you know, we know that the core belief of a sex addict is if you really knew me, you wouldn't love me. And so we also have to let them know that there is support available to them. Um, but you're right, it's complex, and it's a brain issue as well as a behavioral issue. So let me ask you, what should a partner do if they suspect that their spouse is having an affair or using porn, but they don't have any evidence or proof? Well, this is uh, what you were referring to earlier when you were educating everybody about discovery. So discovery is when you find out what your partner's been doing, um, what your spouse mm -hmm. has been doing. And so this is what we would call the pre-discovery stage. You have to pay attention to your intuition. This is what I tell partners all the time. Always pay attention to your intuition. Your intuition tells you something's not right. That's why you're suspicious. Something's off. Something isn't right. So the first thing I would suggest you to do is go and talk to your spouse about your concerns. Notice how, I'm going to say he right now, but of course I see um, spouses who are women as well, but we're going to refer to he. Um, notice how he responds to you. Um, does he talk about the concern with you? Does he clear up what your concerns may be? Uh, does he become defensive? Does he tell you you're crazy? Uh, does he say it's your fault? So just notice that. Notice how he responds when you talk about your suspicion. And then keep in mind, like you were just saying um, a minute ago, Carol, that if they are having an affair or using porn, it doesn't necessarily mean they are a sex addict. Um, so it does mean, though, that you should seek some professional help to address the betrayal issue regardless of what it is. Because a professional coach that's trained in sex addiction and betrayal trauma, they're going to be able to assess if you need a fair recovery or you need addiction recovery. They are different. There are similarities there, um, but not everyone is a sex addict. And then when you find yourself facing sexual and betrayal issues, just remember that both people in the relationship need help. So you do want to take it pretty seriously. Absolutely. And I always tell people if they've made the decision um, through a counselor that it is not sex addiction, but it was infidelity or it was cheating, that there is a Bible by Janice Abrams Springs. And I call it the Bible because it really is a comprehensive guide for how to work through affairs. And that is called After the Affair. And she writes it from, obviously, the male and the female's perspective, depending on who 
who the um, betrayer was. And, and that's a good book to read. That's not enough to help people who are dealing with sex addiction. However, there may be some people listening to this show today that are just trying to figure it out for themselves. So it's a great resource. Yes, it is. I'm familiar with that book. It is a very good resource, but I I agree with you. Reading that book is not going to help you with the betrayal trauma. You're really going to need um, therapy beyond just reading the book. Well, and, and Crystal, you call the work you do Relationship Betrayal Trauma Recovery. What made you decide to give it that name? Well, there's a lot of ways that we become traumatized, and I think it's just been recently in the past several years, and I think APSATS has headed this up, where people didn't understand that they are betrayed uh, by their intimate partners, and they are traumatized. And so, you know, people, when they think of trauma, they think, oh, I have to be in a car accident or survive a tsunami or a fire or, you know, something major. And that's true, but you can also develop PTSD by betrayal trauma. So that means when somebody who's close to you that's supposed to love you and protect you, supposed to be someone that is honest with you, someone that is given themselves to you sexually and you've given yourself to them in monogamy, and then you find out that that's a lie that they've kept secrets from you, that they've betrayed you. It is trauma. The trauma is when your brain is traumatized, it means something's happened that wasn't supposed to happen. So your brain is taking all this information in in fragmented pieces, and then the brain stores it in another part of the brain. So this is why PTSD develops. You have to have time to be able to process it. And, of course, what we just talked about a minute ago, Carol, is that it's complex. Um, So just talking about it, although that's helpful, it doesn't process the uh, impact that it's had on your entire person. Oh, absolutely. So now what happens if a partner does have evidence, they do have proof, they've taken screenshots of texts that they found between prostitutes and and spouses or, you know, girlfriends and spouses or rendezvous or massage parlors, what would you advise a partner to do um, when they have that evidence? How should they confront their spouse and handle it thereafter? Well, if you get that information and you confront your spouse, and let's say he admits to doing it. He says it only happened one time. I'm so sorry. He apologizes. You know, then you have to think, okay, so he admitted it. He apologized. Should I just forgive him and let it go? Well, what I experienced in working with couples is that it's very rare that the spouse confesses to everything. Usually they'll only admit to what they're confronted with. So they're only going to admit to what you found. Um, They don't want to hurt you. And that's confusing in itself because what they're doing hurts you. But lying and betrayal go hand in hand. And so a betrayed partner wants to desperately believe their spouse. However, betrayal is lying. And although what your spouse is telling you may be true, you want to address this with an APSATS coach or therapist because trust has been broken. And there's actually a process to earning trust back. Forgiveness is only one part of that healing process. 
And so remember that what will happen sometimes is the um, person who's betrayed you, they'll say, well, I'm sorry, I told you what I did, and then they expect you to just get over it and move on. That's impossible. And the reason it's impossible, whether it's a one-time happening or multiple, is because trust has been broken. And it does take time for trust to be earned back. And um, there's a process to that. There are tangible ways that a therapist can help you earn trust back and understand how you can trust a person. We know from research that a fair recovery alone, just if someone had an affair, takes about two years for total recovery for the couple. So you can imagine the impact when there's multiple betrayals. Um, and so whether he admits to one time, whether that's all you found or not, I still believe the couple's going to have to get some help with the rebuilding of trust. Well, absolutely. And, and what we really understand is, again, it takes a trained specialist because I'm sure he is sorry, and I'm sure that he wants forgiveness, and I'm sure it would be nice to give him forgiveness or her, but without the proper tools in place, when it's an addiction, they can't stop on their own based on their feelings. They have to have a whole system of support. And so that's somebody who really understands this condition. And, you know, you and I know that APSATS trains both clinicians and coaches. Coaches are somebody who can support you and set you up with the right resources and perhaps get you in online groups and, and in their own day-to-day face-to-face groups. And it's the clinicians that work with the mental health behind some of these issues that help the healing to occur, but really also help to diagnose. And sex addiction is a complex process addiction, is it not? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. That's what we've just been talking about. And just as what the person with the sex addiction has to face and the complexity of the healing process, it's the same thing for the partner who's been betrayed. You know, it's overwhelming for her. When you've been betrayed relationally, it impacts every part of your person. It's very normal once you have this discovery that you're going to feel confused, you're going to have a lot of different thoughts and emotions, every part of your being, you're going to feel like you're crazy. Um, You know, it's just unbelievable and overwhelming. And so partners often will tell me sometimes, I'm just so angry, I feel I'm afraid of myself because I feel like I'm going to kill somebody. Or I'm just living in a constant state of fear, fear if somebody finds out, fear if my marriage ends, fear financially, fear of, you know, what happens with my children. Um, They can be all of a sudden become obsessed. Um, with what their what their spouse is doing, where they are, what they're thinking, um, you know, it's just so devastating. So that's what makes it also complex for the partner in healing too, not just for the person who might be in sex addiction recovery. Well, you're exactly right, and and so truly, it's. If we've got a partner who's just figuring this out, let's say she does have the evidence, let's say he admits to it, but as you and I both know, probably has minimized it because he doesn't want to hurt her, and he thinks, well, she already knows, why do I have to give all the details? What would you tell a partner? Why does she need all the details? 
Well, when you get into a structured recovery process with a coach or a therapist, one of the first things that's going to be addressed uh, is going to be your safety first and your stabilization. And then we're going to hopefully, if your partner, your spouse, um, is also, so both of you are seeking help, we're going to start to work on what's called a full disclosure. Um, you know, Sherry Tucker's book, she talks about the two things that a betrayed partner really has to have is safety and truth. And, you know, I was just talking about the importance of trust. You cannot begin to build trust until you know the truth. So what would happen is for the partner, their spouse, uh, who has betrayed them, would get with a therapist, and they would start to write out a full disclosure. And they're going to write out everything they did, money that they spent, lies that they told. You're living in this state of shock. Oh, my goodness, what have they done? And usually what happens, unfortunately, is what we call staggered disclosure. You confront your spouse with something, they'll admit to a little bit, then you find something else, and then they're like, oh, yes, okay, I did that too. Then they may feel just guilty and come and tell you one more thing. Or you, It is trauma after trauma after trauma. So what we try to do immediately is to stop that staggered discovery and disclosure. So we ask the partner to stop looking for things, and we ask the uh, person who would we refer to as the addict or the one that betrayed her to be able to start the process with their own therapist to start writing out the full truth. And so that would be the foundation that somebody who's betrayed, they have to know the truth. They have to know what they're dealing with before you can begin to really completely heal from trauma. Yeah, good point. And actually, two weeks ago, we talked about disclosure and had a polygrapher on, and he talked about why polygraph tests are essential to a good disclosure. Absolutely. I have a polygrapher that I use, and I do it with every couple. Every couple, after we do a full disclosure, we do an exam. And another thing that helps the partners to feel safe is the partner gets to give the questions for the exam. So those things after disclosure that she's still questioning, did he really tell the truth about that? Or I just want to know if this happened. And it might be something just that she's wondering about that wasn't included in disclosure that's related to uh, his sexual behaviors. But that also helps her to feel safe, that she gets to have a voice to say, I want to know specifically if this was really the truth. So nothing is 100%, but I have found that a polygraph exam not only helps the partner and her uh, feeling safe and her feeling like she got the full truth, but it also helps the addict to be able to have the confidence that he's able to tell the full truth and to have somebody else um, acknowledge that for him. It's the first drop in the bucket of earning trust back. Well, absolutely. And, and certainly that's essential. Now, I know I said something that I want to make sure I clarified. You know, I said, I think I asked you, now, why does the partner deserve to know everything? But I do know that there are plenty of partners that don't necessarily want all the details. They, they feel like they've gotten enough information to see what the issues are, and they don't want any extra information 
um, racing around in their head rent-free. And so we, you and I both know that in lots of ways, we let the partner decide what is in her best interest or his, and also that that could change, you know. Maybe she thinks she wants to know everything, starts to hear everything, and says, no, that's too much information. Or maybe she says, I don't want to know anything. And then later on, when she feels a little bit safer and a little bit more stable, she says, I think I do need to have more information. And this isn't just information from the disclosure, but information that has to do with his or her feelings, you know, um, the disclosure is not a place to talk about feelings, but so oftentimes the partners that we work with feel unlovable. They feel like there was something wrong with them, and that's the relational piece that got betrayed, is it not? Yes, absolutely. The partner will take on the responsibility for um, you know, could they have done something different? They'll also be hard on themselves because, oh, I was so stupid or I didn't know or how could I have not known or maybe something happened they did question a year ago or five years ago and their spouse ended up giving them a, an excuse or convinced them that it was something different. So what I do with partners, you're exactly right. The partner has to feel safe, but I do encourage partners to uh, you know, it's a preparation process for disclosure. Um, but part of the problem would be avoidance. And you really can't earn trust until you know exactly what trust has been broken. And so although sometimes partners might not want to do, know some things, like maybe they don't want to hear the affair partner's name mentioned in disclosure, um, they don't want to know um, certain aspects about it. And we try to be very protective in the wording that we use in disclosures. We don't want anything to be offensive to the partner. We don't give any unnecessarily uh, sexual details. But basically what they're going to find out is, you know, we ask them too, what information do you want to hear? Do you want to know the places where they were? Do you want to know the online places that they went to? Do you want to know what apps that they engaged in? Um, and so we we prep each partner is different. It's exactly what you said. They get to have a complete voice. That, you know, therapy and coaching is a collaborative process. So nobody is forced to do anything. We know from research and working with um, addicts and partners and couples that we have found that some structure to the process is very beneficial to the healing. So we do recommend some structure, including disclosure and then following aspects of treatment. But absolutely, it's a collaborative process. If a partner says, I don't want to do something, we don't do it. And we take a look at why don't you want to do that? And uh, like you said, Carol, we just, we meet you where you are. We want you to feel safe. We want you to be able to work through things. There's a lot of complexities about it. We want you to understand that you in no way contributed to what your husband did. It's his issue, and he has to take accountability for his own sobriety and his own healing, and you have to mm -hmm. unfortunately take responsibility for your trauma healing. He can't heal you. Um, and it's not fair to you, but you do have to do that work with a therapist or a coach to do your own healing. I so agree with you. And for anybody that's tuning into the show, 
late. I am talking with Dr. Crystal Hollenbeck, and she has offices in Orlando and Tampa, Florida. She can be, her website is www.crystal, C-R-Y-S-T-A-L, Hollenbeck, H-O-L-L-E-N-B-E-C-K.com. And you can email her at crystal, at crystalhollenbeck.com. So Crystal's an expert in providing all sorts of services. I want to ask you, Crystal, because, you know, obviously we both mentioned that this betrayal occurs on every level. So how how do you think partners are affected sexually once they've been betrayed? Well, you know, we just talked about that a few minutes ago. It really does impact your whole person. So here you are completely, you're not going to feel like you're yourself. You're completely traumatized and overwhelmed. And so you make, we always any major life decisions for a year until you've had some time to heal the pain of the trauma. So in that traumatized state, you might want to go have a, a one-night stand yourself You might want to engage in what we call revenge sex. Let me try to get you back so you can understand the pain that I'm feeling uh, by being betrayed. You might feel guilty then for thinking such thoughts. Um, It's very normal for the partner to become more sexual with their spouse um, because they're in such a state of shock and trauma. And, you know, Carol, we were just talking about sometimes they take on the responsibility of why it happened. So they start to think, oh, no. Are they acting out sexually in all these other ways because I'm too fat or I'm too thin or I didn't have enough sex with them or I had too much sex with them or whatever it may be? All kinds of confusing thoughts and emotions related to your sexuality will take place. Um, you'll start to think think about things more specifically now. When we go back to what we were talking about earlier, when you first had suspicion during the pre-discovery phase, Once you discover what they're doing, also the light bulb's going to come on a little bit about, oh, well, that makes sense now. Your uh, husband may have been engaging in different sexual acts with you, or maybe he was withholding sex from you. So your sexuality as the partner is impacted significantly once you discover that your partner's betrayed you sexually or that your husband has betrayed you sexually. Yes, and I know that for um, the male uh, partners of betrayal, they seem to have an even extra stigma that they fight themselves because they don't feel they can let anybody know that this has occurred because they automatically assume that other people will laugh at them, make jokes about it, not understand it, think that they must be a bad lover. So when they end up walking in my office, um, their shame is so great that it's just, it takes a lot longer to help them to work through this process because, of course, men believe that they're supposed to be strong, be able to fix things on their own, and, and be everything to their wife sexually. And so... I know that it adds an, an extra dynamic when it is a male uh, partner that's experienced betrayal. Now, so I agree. Have, I see the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What would you do if you had a partner who discovered the betrayal 
knew that they needed to seek some help, but their spouse, the addict, refused to get the help they needed. What would what would you tell him or her? Well, you know, sometimes a partner will feel like this really isn't fair for me to have to go to therapy when he or she is the problem, whoever your spouse is, right? You're going to feel Mm -hmm. like this just isn't right. Why should I have to go get help when you're the one that did the wrong? So sometimes what happens is partners really, really suffer um, in isolation and more PTSD symptoms develop because they refuse to go get help for themselves because they're not the ones that did the wrongdoing. But I want to encourage you, if you have been betrayed by your intimate spouse um, in a relationship, by someone that you're close to, um, your husband, this situation is so unfair, and that's absolutely true, but you have to remember that you are traumatized, and that's what we're talking about today. It really is a state of trauma. It's going to impact every area of your life. So like I said a minute ago, I don't recommend that you make major life decisions right away. Um, Tell your spouse that you're going to seek help and that you would like them to get help too. And if they refuse, what will happen is an APSATS coach or therapist, they're going to be able to help you find safety and stability as you begin the healing process on your own. So they're going to help you to establish boundaries within your marriage Um, as you heal. They're going to provide a safe place for you to walk your journey and help you establish a support system. Um, You can't make your spouse get help, but through your own journey to healing, your boundaries may help him or her understand that they have a responsibility to seek help as well. And it's very important that the partner gives themselves permission to get help, whether their spouse does or not. Understand that it's not Therapy and coaching doesn't mean that there's something wrong with you. It just means that there's something going on that's unhealthy and you need some help in order to get back to a healthy state. It's, um, you know, I like to tell everybody it's no different than you going to your medical doctor or your dentist. Um, If you have an issue, you're going to go, you're going to get it resolved, and then you're going to check back in periodically for checkups to make sure you're healthy. Well, it's the same thing with your mental and emotional and relational well-being. Coaching and the therapy that you will get with an APSETS-trained person is going to really help you to be healthy mentally, emotionally, spiritually when you've been traumatized uh, by betrayal. Well, and I wouldn't be doing this program justice if I didn't ask you to share with our listening audience a little bit about the intensives that you provide to partners. Well, I offer a three-day trauma intensive. And um, what we do is you come to the intensive and you take three days out of your life. I really ask you to disconnect. And this is all about you. We're going to take a look at your entire trauma history. We're going to go back to childhood. Because what I've found, Carol, and I'm sure you've seen this too, is oftentimes we get people that will come into us, and although they've just been betrayed and traumatized, oftentimes there are other unresolved traumatic experiences in their life as well. And so we don't just take a look at your betrayal trauma Um, that we're facing currently, we also get you some healing of the wounds um, that may have happened prior to this as well. So you're going to go from a place of 
woundedness. And when you leave, we've done a lot of trauma healing over those three days where you leave from a place of healing. Not perfection, but it's, it's three days where it takes probably months of therapy going in weekly or several times a week. You get that in a shorter amount of a time. And I found that it's been very, very beneficial. Well, and I have to tell you, I happen to know somebody that did work with you just in the last month, and she said it was absolutely life-changing, that what she was able to do in a three-day period probably would have taken her two years in therapy. So kudos to you for having helped to develop that intensive program. Again, I am speaking with Dr. Crystal Hollenbach, and I want you to take a look at her website, a very skilled therapist, has made it her mission to help partners who are experiencing trauma. That website is www.crystalhollenbeck.com. And you can reach her at crystal at crystalhollenbeck.com too. So as we end the show, Dr. Hollenbeck, is there anything else that you think our listening audience would benefit from as your last words. Well, I just want to encourage everyone. It's so overwhelming when you find out that someone that you've loved has betrayed you. And just know that you're important. You're not going to feel like yourself. There is help available. And when you enter into recovery, it's a collaborative process between you and your coach or therapist. And you are traumatized. And so I really do encourage you to seek out that help because you're worth it. You're going to feel very unworthy when you discover that you've been betrayed, but you are worthy and you're worth healing. Oh, thank you very much, Dr. Hollenbeck. And uh, I really appreciate the work you do with partners, with their spouses. And uh, it's nice for them to know that there are safe people who understand their issues and are willing to help work them through it. So thanks again. Oh, thank you, Carol, for all you do. This is such a great uh, radio show. I love listening to it every week. I learn something myself every week from it. And so thank you for all you're doing. All right. You have a great day. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You you know, she's absolutely right. Everybody goes, wow, is it scary to be on the radio? And I've done drive time radio for a long time. But getting to do Internet radio has been such a gift because we can reach people all over the world. And uh, with my other radio show, Sex Help with Carol the Coach, uh, we started out with 36 listeners. The next week, we, I think by the end of the month, we went to 3,000, and now we're over a half a million listeners strong. And so I would encourage you as a partner to encourage your recovering spouse to listen to this program too because he will learn a lot or she. And, you know, as I say at the end of every show, there will always be your very special self. And I want you to fearlessly have the courage to be who you are. Just like I tell addicts, they need to be truthful, they need to be honest, authentic, and transparent. 
And you need to be able to decide with a professional what is it that you need and make sure that you make that happen. Don't put yourself on the back burner. Uh, You should come first after this kind of betrayal. So have a great week, and I will talk to you soon. This is APSATS Radio, Betrayal Recovery Radio. For more information, go to APSATS.org, the Association of Partners of Sex Addicts Trauma Specialists, to find a professional in your area who is trained to help you after sexual betrayal.